The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time at Hale Varsity on a Thursday, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Mike Leach in one hour, and uh, Coach Barnett kicks off hour two. We welcome in author with John Cook, managing editor with Hale Varsity, Brandon Vogel with us at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. He is in his football slash volleyball office. We need a, a Wilson with uh, some fake, you know, blood palm. Uh, to the right of of Vogues's football he got from Bear Bryant. Uh, Vogues, uh, listen, we'll start with volleyball before we get into to Mr. White, the new defensive coordinator. And what a, what an effort, what a match, what a year for Nebraska. But it, it feels so weird to talk about the season being done before an Elite Eight or Final Four. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, through <clears> – <throat> three sets of that match, you looked at Oregon's hitting percentage and Nebraska was kind of executing its plan, had a pretty good edge, you know, had a chance to win that second set and, and didn't. And then of course the, the fourth set was kind of an epic and in Oregon, I think hit over 400 in that set and then over 500 in, in set five, which was, uh, you know, a, a route we don't see very often <laughs> against Nebraska. So Tough way for it to end. Uh, Nebraska had its chance to to kind of put that match away at a couple different spots, I thought, and, and wasn't able to get it done. Um, you know, the loss of Kinsey Knuckles was tough. We we knew that when it happened. We knew that after watching their first two matches against good teams, tournament teams in Minnesota and Wisconsin, um, immediately after that. And, you know, that without her and, and the shock that that, I think gave them when it happened, this, this might've been about kind of the, the level they were at, um, which, you know, isn't saying anything bad against about Nebraska. I don't think it's just kind of sometimes those injuries are exceptionally ill-timed. And I think that was the case here for the Huskers. Then the thing about this match today, Brandon, uh, today is that in the fourth set, it really looked like the Huskers were, were on their way to victory whenever it was, it was battling late and they had a couple chances at set points and, I mean, we can all assume that the team is going to be thinking back on that set in those last few points uh, with a lot of regret this offseason. But what was your take as you were watching? I really felt like the Huskers were about to put this thing away. Yeah, it did. My my take is uh, the Big Ten Network apparently thought the Huskers had put it away because they tweeted that Nebraska advanced. And I was like, is my stream that far behind as this was like a a 26-26 match? Um the Huskers did not advance, so uh, I blame the Big Ten Network. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, it, that's the thing. It's, it's Cook's mantra. It, you know, he's really emphasized it this year. It was something we talked about when when doing the book, two points better. And when you get up into the to these rounds of the NCAA tournament, when you play NCAA tournament teams, that's, that's what it comes down to. And you just kind of got to – find a way and and Nebraska wasn't able to this time, you know, the defense, I mean, those hitting percentages that Oregon hit in those last two sets, you don't see very often against, against Nebraska. Um, And 
credit credit to the Ducks, I guess, on, on that front. Brandon Vogel with us from HailVarsity.com and Magazine. And, of course, uh, co-author with John Cook, Dream Like a Champion, uh, in stores for your holiday picks, uh, of course, with Hail Varsity subscriptions. GBR is the code, HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe. So let's switch gears and and talk defensive coordinator, Vogues. And where was Tony White or, or Mr. White on your bingo card? Was he on your bingo card? He was not. Um, you know, I I like to think I'm pretty up to speed on kind of some of the the coordinators, at least maybe not position position coaches who are who are kind of bubbling up and making a name for themselves. And you know, my reaction to the Tony White news was, wait a second, who again? Um, and that, and that's not a bad thing because I mean, I've I've gotten acquainted since then, and I'll. I'll I'll blame some of my bias against watching games in the Carrier Dome on this. I, I haven't watched a ton of Syracuse football over the past couple of seasons, but um, you know he kind of comes from the the Rocky Long tree. Spent nine years at San Diego State. I think he was recruited by Long at UCLA. And Rocky Long's a coach I've long respected, particularly on the defensive side. So that's a pretty good recommendation right there. He's, he's a little bit of a younger coach, relatively speaking, you know, in, in coaching terms. I haven't dug into his recruiting a whole lot yet, but you've seen some comments out there that he, he excels on that front. So I think this is a kind of exciting and potentially energetic hire. You got the feeling, you know, and we talked about this earlier, what does it mean that Phil Snow isn't already here? And, you know, the, the writing was kind of on the wall with that. And, You've got a big salary pool. You, you kind of go out and take a swing. I, w- I would say White is one of those guys who might be more respected amongst his industry peers than he is a household name, like, say, a, a Jim Leonard. Um, and that's okay. Um, you know, it, it's it's a little bit more intriguing on that front, if less of maybe a sure thing. But his track record is, is pretty impressive from what I've been able to garner so far. Well, you uh, go down the comments here from Jordan, from Curtis, uh, to Brennan, <laughs> and that's kind of our knee-jerk take. Again, we don't coach nor do we recruit. Our job's to talk about it, but there's a little freakout going on. There's a freakout going on with Riola retention. There's a freakout going on with a three-three-five in Michigan lining up with three tight ends to murder you. So, folks, let's let's talk both of these things out while we got you. First, the three three five and sticking with Mister White, uh, and I just imagine a fedora, a mustache, and, and black shades. That's going to be his uh, his his own little black shirt spin. It can work with the anything can work with the right personnel, right? Uh, that's I guess my take. Let's let's see it work. But your take on on the three three five. Part B of this is Raiola and uh, rolling his sleeves up with this offensive line. Yeah, anything can work with right personnel. Anything can work if you just execute what you're doing better than what your opponent is able to do, which really, when you get right down to it, I think is, you know, if you wanted to put an umbrella over why Nebraska has been what it's been, it's it's that and it's not a very exciting answer it's kind of a coach answer but you know they say that all the time coach votes but it but it's also it's also really true and i i understand you know 
the the three three five uh it doesn't seem like a natural fit it's not what you think of classically with the big 10 but you know up until this year and and I've long thought it's it's easier to identify kind of scheme pieces of things with offense than it is defense, because really it kind of starts and ends defensively with, are you a four, three, are you a three, four, are you a three, three, five? Um, Nebraska played a lot of time prior to this with three down linemen. So that's not the issue. Like are, is, is the difference really that, the title of it has a fifth defensive back instead of a fourth, a fourth linebacker because those things are all blurred in, in today's college football. So I get the apprehension. Um, I don't think it's a non-starter for me. Well, Brendan, I think the the pro to the three three five and what, what it was kind of built to do is the fact that it's very multiple and you can really adjust to what the offenses are doing very well with this defense because there's a lot of interchangeability throughout the second and third level where guys can kind of fill different roles based on body types, types and that's what this recruiting and, and roster flip has to kind of be for the defense is to find some guys that can be interchangeable in that back end. But I don't think a lot of people realize that this three three five defense, it, it's First of all, not going to have just three guys along the lines of scrimmage based on what he did at Syracuse, Coach White. You have four and five guys along the lines of scrimmage a lot and only three down linemen, but you, you still pack the box just a little bit. And this defense was originally created to, to stop the emergence of the, the pro style in the late 90s, the, the early 2000s. It, it has a history in, in first stopping the run and then still being able to stop the pass. So I don't think that the 3-3-5 the three, three, moniker, which initially sets off warning bells of, oh, only three down linemen. It's going to get absolutely run over in the Big Ten. I don't think that's necessarily fair for this defense. I, I, I would agree. And, you know, a lot of it does, uh, to Chris's point, too, depend on personnel. If your five in that 3-3-5 three, three, is JoJo Doman, you can do a lot of things, right? Um, and, I mean, and, and, and we saw that at, at Nebraska, which I guess at that point was nominally – a three, four that spent a lot of time in nickel because they had someone like Jojo Doman who could allow them to get into a bunch of different things. I mean, which a three, a three, four in nickel is essentially a three, three, five. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. yes Especially with a guy like and, Doman that, are, that, that erases everything for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, and, and everybody in college football is looking for those guys. They're tough to find. Um, and Nebraska, you know, it's not that it put itself in, in a disadvantageous position. It's just, you're going to have to compete. And I mean, there's no spot in my mind in the recruiting world that's more competitive than defensive line. Um, you're looking for slightly different body types with three down versus four down. Um, but you are looking for one less if, if that's a positive. I mean, so much of defense and so much of football in general, I think when you look at it, it seems that win conference titles, teams that win national titles, it's, it's just about physicality. It's less about scheme. I understand, like, I'm super intrigued by scheme. It's fun to talk about. But when you get down to it, like, are you more physical than, than your opponent? And, and Nebraska hasn't been for a while. And that's going to define the Huskers defensively going forward much more than however they align at the snap. Brandon Vogel with us from Hale Varsity, managing editor and uh Author, co-author with John Cook, Dream Like a Champion. A lot, a lot of comments coming in from YouTube. Uh, Terry says, hopefully White can change the D to fit the players. Mike says, where'd these $7 million go? <laughs> All of these assistants combined are worth $3 million tops. Our friend Chad in Hastings emails in chris at hailvarsity.com. I could be mistaken, but doesn't Iowa State and Coach Campbell 
run a three three five. They do. It's they, different. It's different. They seem to be able to stand up to uh, to Iowa pretty well, but that's only one Big Ten opponent. Uh, without divisions moving forward, you're going to have to be able to. We got to stop the high flying attack that USC is going to have, just the same as you have to stop Michigan. You know who did that? Utah. What's Utah run, Vogues? I don't know off the top of my head. If they run a three-three-five, we're, we're all three. okay. We're all high-fiving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vogues, real quick, about twenty seconds. What's coming up from you and Hale Varsity uh, this weekend and beyond? I know busy recruiting and, and volleyballs on your guys' mind. Yep, busy recruiting weekend coming up. Uh, December issue goes to print on Monday, which you know, of course, will be. Largely devoted to Coach Rule, the assistant hires. Um, Brady Oltman's staff writer has, I think, uh, a pretty exciting story about just Rule's kind of the formative parts of his career in State College as a high school player. I took kind of a deep dive at what was a banner year, I think, for year one coaches in 2022 and what's fair to expect right away for Nebraska. So uh, if you're not a subscriber, get in now to make sure you get that December issue. GBR, save 10 bucks on the subscription, hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe. Vogues, we'll talk Saturday morning. Thank you.